Good morning. Good to see your smiling faces here this morning. Yeah. <coughs> Might be out early, but we used to start at this time in the old schedule. I always remember that. I kind of miss the old schedule. I miss the morning service and the evening service. Amen. I wish we could go back to that. <coughs> Hallelujah. But it's, it's always good to be in the house of God. Always good. I'm glad that those of you that are here with us, I'm glad you came. You made the choice to come to church this morning. Of course, uh, as we announced Wednesday, this is the only service we're having today because of the stand that we have at the Labor Day activities in Wagner. So let's try to get as much as we can out of God this morning. Our worship, our praise, the hearing of His Word, praying through to the Holy Ghost. I believe that's His will for us. Amen. But I'm, I'm delighted to be where I am right now. Happy to be in the house of God. This is what I live for. This is my life. This is what it's all about. Praise God. So, let's all stand and we'll pray. We'll open up. We'll call upon the name of Jesus. Scripture says that whosoever shall call upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have. It certainly is a privilege and an honor to be called into this place, into your presence, to enter into your presence and to come before you. God, that we can lift you up, we can exalt you, we can magnify you, we can give you praise and glory and honor, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord. We ask that you would look down upon us and give us grace in your sight, Lord. You know every person that is here. You know our hearts. You know our thoughts. You know, Father, our needs. And I pray that you administer. Not to us, just us that are here, Lord, but to those who are absent today, Lord. God, we pray that you administer unto us. Help us that we can be mindful of you today, Lord. Help us that we can meditate, Lord, in your word, O God. And let your spirit lead us and guide us this day, O Father. Help us that we can enter into that refreshing of your spirit, Lord. Of your presence, O God. So we pray, Lord, that you would lead us in this service. Lead us in our worship. Lead us in our praise. Lead us in the ministry of our word. Anoint us, O God. Anoint your people, Lord. Let the Holy Ghost be poured out upon us. Quicken us and lift us up that we can abide with you, Father, in your presence in those heavenly places. Minister to our needs, God. Amen, Lord. There's Amen. Those who need a healing touch, God. Those who need victory. Those who need deliverance, oh Lord. And I pray that you would minister, God. Amen. To us, oh Lord, in this place, help us that we can receive, oh God. But you, Lord, are willing to impart unto us, Lord. Amen. The gift of salvation, Lord. The gift of eternal life, Lord. 
healing and wholeness, O Lord, in you, Father. Amen, Lord. So I pray, bind us together. Let us be, Father, as one man, as one body, in one spirit, in one mind, in one accord, God, in one place together. Bless your people, O God, and let your life be manifest in us, O Lord, and in this place. God, this we ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let it be done, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen.
think a lot of times we take for granted that we're just going to wake up. We just think that's just going to happen, you know. It's only by the grace of God we're standing here this morning. So, let's rejoice and be glad in that. Brother Aaron, will you pray for the offering this morning? Amen. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your goodness. Amen. You've made us a beautiful day for us, Lord, as we come to you, Father, let's come with praise and thanksgiving, Father, worshiping you, Father, with all that we have. Even, Father, with Amen, our increase, Lord God, and bless this offering. Amen, Lord, bless your people, Father. Thank you for all taking care of us, Father, for loving us. Give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing one more song together here. But he brought me in Oh, his love for me Oh, his love for me Who the Free at last, he has ransomed me. Oh. 
Yeah. You just throw his future at him. Yeah. <laughs> he does that. Yeah. Just enjoy the presence of the Lord while you're here. Entreat Him. Worship shouldn't stop when we sing the last song. It should just keep on going on in us. As I said the other night, I said we're not just any church. I don't say that boasting or trying to look down on any other, but there's only one church and the Bible calls it the church of the living God not the dead God the church of the living God so if he's alive that means we need to be alive if the same spirit that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead dwell in your mortal bodies that same spirit will quicken our mortal bodies. So you think about that. I know some still have a hard time comprehending what that means. Experiencing what it is to really truly be born again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But man, I tell you what, I'm just so, I'm so in love with the Lord. So thankful. I don't take what he's done for me in my life for granted. And I'm glad, you know, the the writer in the book of Hebrews said he was the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. The author and finisher of our faith. So guess what? If you know the Lord and if you're living for him, you have a beginning. And you have an ending. (laughs) Just like the song we sing. Amen. Praise God. I know who I am. I'm a child of God. I don't don't go by any labels that anybody puts on me. I'm no longer a sinner. I'm no longer an alcoholic, a drug addict. I'm no longer a liar, a cheater. You name it. All of us were there before. We're not like that no more. We don't go by labels like that anymore. We're, we're the children of God. I know who I am. I know who I am. That's the difference. And I praise God. Thank, I thank God I know who I am. I'm a son of God. I'm a child of God. What about you? And so that would definitely make a difference in the way you see life. And amen. How you are in your person, your personality. And Praise God. Your outlook on life, your faith, everything about it, your life, your being. Praise God. It just, as the Bible says, 
Amen. Our cups will run over. They'll run over. Our cups should be running over right now. We just we just finished with some very beautiful worship and praise and lifting him up and singing about him and everything. So our cups should be running over right now. We should be praise God. Spilling over with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I'm glad that you all made it this morning. I was wondering who was all going to be here. But my mind was made up whether I'm preaching to a few or to many. Doesn't make a difference as long as I get to preach. Not for myself, but amen for the Lord. Amen. And praise God, we all need to hear the word. We all need to be directed. We all need advice. We all need counsel. We need insight. We need spiritual understanding. We need revelation. Amen. Can't have it without God. Can't have it without the Spirit of God. Can't have it without His Word. Well, we need wisdom and knowledge. Praise God. So we're in the right place. We're in the right place. Amen. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful I'm in the house of God. I'm thankful I'm standing in His presence this morning. I'm just basking in it. I don't want to... I don't want to spoil the moment. I don't want to step ahead or behind or to the left or to the right. I just want to bask in the moment and just let my spirit be saturated with His Spirit. And just, man, I tell you what. Hallelujah. There's nothing like knowing... Amen, God. Nothing like knowing who He is. Amen. Knowing who His, what His name is. His person. Praise God. There's nothing like knowing Him. So, amen. I'm just rejoicing this morning. Thankful that you've all come to join us in worship and praise and to hear the word. Might have, might have had to get up a little bit early, but. That's fine. We all need to get up early anyway. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. There's nothing beautiful than a beautiful early morning. Amen. Waking up and listening to the beginning of the day. Praise God. It's beautiful when you can experience that. I have my, my decks done. I do all, I'm not really completely done. I just have to put some paint on the railings and everything. But I go out there and take my cup of coffee and I sit there in my word and sit there and I just man I enjoy everything I enjoy this praise God what God's blessed me with and all the animal life the squirrels and the rabbits and the birds and even the human beings <laughs> try to enjoy the human beings I think I enjoy the other animal life more than I do the human beings praise God amen because they seem to be more happier about life than human yes. beings are. Yes. 
Amen. out there frolicking, yes. jumping, playing. Right. You know, it's just like yep. they're happy because yep. you know what? They're fu they're they're fulfilling. Amen. The the role that God created yep. them to yes. to live, and they're happy That's about right. living Amen. the life that God created yes. them to live. How come we can't be like that? Amen. How come we can't be happy about? Amen. Living the life that God created us to live. How come we can't be happy about being a child of God? How come is it that we always have to be? Amen. Amen. Praise God. It's good to know Jesus. Good to know Him. Hallelujah. So I'm obviously happy. I'm happy. I'm content. I'm satisfied. I know I need some improvement, but I'm I'm still going after it. I haven't apprehended that which I'm apprehended of. I'm still going after it. And amen. Set my sights to the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. I'm still directed that way. Amen. Even though sometimes I kind of stagger around a little bit. I had to laugh at yesterday my wife was asking me to do something for her and this medication I'm taking it says make sure you eat some food before you take it otherwise you're gonna run the side effects is dizzy spells and and what was the other one uh, dizzy spells and uh, I can't remember what the other one was but I know uh, yesterday I had to laugh because she said can you come over here and do this to me as I went over there. I went bent over to, to pick it up and it's just like I staggering all over the place <laughs> I had to chuckle. I said, man, this medication. <laughs> now, you know, my appetite's suppressed and I have to make myself eat literally, so I do. But it's just like, act like, uh, uh, I, I think it's the new wine. I'm going to give, you know, I'm going to say it's the new wine. Nothing to do with anything else but that. But praise God. It's just like, oh yeah, that's the, that's the other side effect. Suppression of appetite. So, praise God. So, but I'm doing my best and I'm Rejoicing in the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Happy to serve Him. It's an honor to serve the Lord. How many of you know that? Yes. It's a privilege to serve the Lord. It's a privilege to walk with Him. Anybody, when you walk with somebody, you have to walk with them. You have to go wherever they're going and vice versa. You walk with them. You're with them. You're a companion. And you're walking with them. Sometimes, amen, maybe they might walk a little faster than you. Maybe they might walk a little slower than you. But you walk with them. Mm -hmm. How many of you know that really takes a lot of humility? Yes. A lot of surrendering yourself yes. to walk with somebody. Yes. Did you know that? Yes. Do we ever think about walking with God like that? Right. When you say, how many of you walk with God? That means wherever path that he chooses to walk on, that you go with him, you're going to walk with him. You're going to walk beside him. How many of you walk with God? Praise God. That's a thought in itself, isn't it? I walk with God. I walk with him. And he walks with me. How many of you can say that God walks with you? Yes. Something about walking with God, but does He walk with you? Can He go down the paths that you choose to go down? Hallelujah. 
for thought. I know it's a little bit early for some folks, but a little food for thought. Wake you up and, amen, sober you up from whatever's influencing your mind or your spirit. Whatever you are intoxicated with. Praise God. It doesn't have to be a drug. It doesn't have to be alcohol. It can be something else that you're intoxicated with. It could be a person. Could be a thing. Could be a lifestyle. Could be a trend. Could be the world. You're intoxicated with. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. Think about that. Think about that. If you would turn with me in your Bibles this morning to the book of Galatians, chapter 2. And verse number 20, very familiar passage of scripture to us, I believe, or it should be. The Apostle Paul speaking, he says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. You see that? The life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Who loved me. And gave himself for me. You may be seated. Thank you for your attention. I'm going to read down, read on just a little bit. I'm going to be reading that last verse there, 21. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Mm-hmm. Wow. Then he goes on, verse number 1 in chapter 3, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you, that ye should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you. Receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are ye so foolish having begun in the Spirit? Are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Have ye suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? Praise God. He therefore that ministereth the Spirit, ministereth to you the Spirit, and worketh miracles among you. Doeth he it by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And then... If you want to go there, 1 Peter chapter 4, I'll let you get there. First Peter chapter 4. If you have it, say amen. Amen. For as much then as Christ 
Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh. Did everybody see that? For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise, or arm yourselves with the same mind, for he that hath suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Wow. That's kind of hard. So hard for some to understand why he's saying that. Mm-hmm. That he no longer, that he's, he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. There's some key words that are in here. I don't expect any of you to know what they are. But it's God obviously giving us direction and understanding concerning obviously Him, His will. The Paul, Paul is speaking to us about principles. Principles that we should be living by as the people of God. If we believe and if we have faith, we're going to receive, we're going to accept, we're going to live. We're going to live accordingly to whatever it is that God is revealing to us, what He's imparting to us through His Word and even by His Spirit. It's the reason why He filled us with the Holy Ghost. So we can be able to go on and we can be able to live for Him. I want you to understand this. Can't live for God if you have an empty vessel. Your vessel has to be full. Full of what, you might say? Full of His Spirit. Full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is something that you and I should experience every day of our lives. Not just on certain days, every day. We should all be baptized with the Holy Ghost. We should be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Evidence of speaking in other tongues. Praise God, because we're a part of that heavenly kingdom. We're part of that heavenly country. So if we're citizens of that heavenly kingdom and that heavenly country, we need to speak the language of that, amen, heavenly country or that kingdom. But if we're empty, praise God. Lord, help us. Have mercy on us. If we're empty, then you need to be refilled again. Yes. Amen. And the thing about how do we how do we uh, stay a step above human nature? Amen. To stay a step above human nature is to be consistently refilled. Every time you empty the Spirit of God out of your being, guess what? Refill yourself. Don't go long periods of time being dry and empty. Refill yourself with that refreshing presence of the Holy Ghost. It'll definitely make your life better. Make you a happy person. You won't be miserable. You won't be fearful. Praise God. Your mind will not be filled with all, amen, all the worldly, beggarly elements, mm-hmm. the negativism, 
the amen place of being amen walking in a place that there's darkness mm -hmm. yeah. amen. praise God so I'm glad mm -hmm. he filled me with the Holy Ghost Amen. but <clears throat> if you want to put a label on this 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 morning uh, you could probably write this down as a label listen to this the life which I live mm -hmm. the life which I live everybody in here lives yes. Mm -hmm. yes. everybody pay attention yes. Amen. everybody in here lives a life Amen. you live according you live according to somebody mm -hmm. or you live according to something every morning you wake up you follow a routine what's your routine what do you do what are you thinking about how do you move? Mm -hmm. Praise God. Amen. What do you feed first? Your flesh or your spirit? Mm -hmm. right. Amen. Right. Woo. Amen. Makes a big difference. Amen. We think that every morning we have to get up. Of course, we got to take care of ourselves. We have to eat. We have to drink. We have to make sure our bodies are okay. Nurture our bodies. Mm -hmm. But some people live to eat. And not eat to live. Yeah. Right. Amen. Right. That's right. Are you listening? Yes. Man. You know what Jesus said? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Right. What's he saying? We're so used to this part of living, this element of life that you and I are so used to. First thing we get up in the morning, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take care of our flesh. Right. We're going to feed it. We're going to make sure it's strong and healthy. But did you realize your flesh is your enemy? We never realize the real us. Amen. The real you is not your flesh. No. The real you is your human spirit. Amen. We never consider that's the real person. You should be taken care of. Yeah. So as a result, guess what? The first thing you have to do every morning is put your mind on God. Make a connection with them, even if it's one or two or three words. Make a connection with God and let them know that you are acknowledging Him. Amen. That you want the inner man to be strengthened and renewed. That's, that's called talking to God. That's called praying. You reach out to Him. Let the Holy Ghost touch you, quicken you, make you alive. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about the life which I live. Right. What's the life that you live? Right. Amen. Mm -hmm. here's, a, here's a question. Who do you live for? Yeah. Amen. Wow. Amen. Mm. Everybody here, you live for somebody. Amen. Somebody obviously dictates the way you live. Right. You might say, oh, it's me, myself, and I. Oh, I think twice about that. But you live for somebody. Somebody has some kind of influence on you. Somebody has some kind of sway on you. Somebody can manipulate you to live the way 
They want you to live. So you don't live for yourself. You live for somebody else. Who do you live for? Let me ask you. You know what Jesus said? You cannot serve two masters. Either you will love the one and hate the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. We're just kind of, by the process of elimination, we're... So who do you live for? Who do you live for? <coughs> I'm talking to young and old. Yeah, right. Amen. Pay attention. Amen. Back there. Pay attention. Who do you live for? Have you come up with an answer yet? <laughs> That's a good question. Answer yes. to yourself. Be honest with your answer, though. Right. <laughs> Here's another question. What do you live for? What do you live for? What's, what's your goal? What's your aim in life? What's your objective every day you wake up? I just want to go haywire yeah, up here, but amen. I'm just kind of. Right. I have to behave myself. That's right. Wow. Because I might turn some of you off, and I don't want to do that. But yet, I, I, I want to sink that hook in. Right. As he said, I'll call you to be fishers of men. So what do you live for? Have you answered that question yet? What's the reason you live? What gets you up every morning? Are you ready for another question? Well, oh, man, he's, he loaded us with questions this morning. Too many to answer, only three of them. Woo. I like it when God deals with us. <laughs> God knows where you live and God has your number so I like it when he deals with us you can, you can almost see that look in people's faces it's like some get up and try to try to uh, let whatever God's throwing towards you ricochet off and so you don't have to think about it. Get distracted or cause a distraction. Hey, by the way, folks, I was watching a uh, uh, one of the services that were live that we had about a week or two ago. Guess what, sister? Don't I'm not I'm not saying this about you, sister. So don't don't take it wrong. But there were a lot of walkers in that service. It was hard to pay attention to what was going on up here because a lot of people were, I don't know how many times I see, and I count it more than five or six times. I know all you young people don't need to go bathroom that many times. I can understand if you're elderly, I can understand that, but some of you other people, some of you other adults, you don't need to go bathroom that many times. And I seen that, I never really thought about it, and I seen that, I said, wow, that's a lot of traffic. Nobody's even paying attention. Nobody's listening. All right. 
thinking about something else. Amen. I thought to myself when I was watching that, I said, if Sister Gerritsen was here, usually she sat back there and kids would get it and walk out. Guess it. She stopped. No, 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 no. You used the bathroom once. You go sit down. We get even some disgruntled parents. What's going on? No, 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 no. no. Right. Woo-hoo-hoo. Right. Because you're going nowhere. So you're doing nothing. To me, I'm, I've been preaching for a long time, so I know this. People do that. It's, he's bearing down on me, so it's time for me to get up and... Mm. So I could just... Amen. Let it ricochet. Amen. Mm-hmm. Praise God. So, what do you live for? What is the purpose of your life? It's almost like, I almost feel like I'm in the clinical setting talking to clients. Because <laughs> these are questions we would sometimes ask. What is the purpose of your life? Because that goes right back down to another question. What do you live for? What does your life consist of? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Are you wandering? Mm-hmm. Is your life empty? The Bible uses the word vanity. Mm-hmm. Vanity. You know what that word means? Emptiness. Right. Emptiness. A life full of emptiness. Mm-hmm. You might think that you're trying to somehow keep yourself in a place where you can be active. Living in sin isn't being really active. You know why? Because even if you live in sin and you think you're happy, remember I said this a few weeks ago that some people are actually happy living in sin. But it's a short-lived happiness. Because they come to a reality when they come under conviction, vexation of spirit, that they ask themselves, why did I allow myself to do this? And you feel more miserable with yourself than you did before you went and did the deed. But we're talking about the same thing. A life that has no purpose. A life that is empty. You know, one of the famous statements that you hear a lot of times when people get offended when you talk to them about you know about their life and their objectives and their purpose you know what they always say i have a life mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> i'm not saying this to to cast any shadows on anybody but living in sin is wow. not a life no, having a drug addiction is not a life no, being a fornicator is not a life Being adulterer is not a life. Are you listening to me? Being unrighteous is not a life. Being abominable is not a life. Are you listening to me? Living a life where that's all that it consists of. Let me tell you something. You're going nowhere. Amen. You're you're not achieving anything. 
That's why your life ought to have a purpose. Amen. Makes a difference, especially, amen, if you realize this, that if you're living for somebody, or what you live for, you've got to have, amen, a purpose. You've got to have a goal. You have to have a purposeful destination. Right. Amen. That's why Paul said that. I am crucified with Christ. That's with Jesus. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. In other words, my human nature, my carnal nature is not alive anymore. It's dead. Because of sin, it's dead. The will of your flesh. Fortunately, some of you came this morning because obviously your spirit said go to church. And your flesh might have said, no, it's too early. What's the use of me going? Huh? That's the truth about the whole matter. We all know that. We all battle with the same thing because we're all still human. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. We have a carnal nature that wants yeah. to stand in our way and say, Hey, yeah. amen, what you so excited about God right. about? Right. Amen. 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 So it says, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Yeah, amen. In other words, guess what? I'm filled with the Spirit. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I live. I live by the faith of the Son of God. I put God in control of my life. Yeah. You know, a lot of people like to say this. They like to confess him as Lord. Kyrio. I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Kyrios. He's my Lord. Kyrios. Praise God. But is he really your Lord? Because the word Lord means this in the New Testament and the Old Testament. It means the one who is in control of your life. That's what Lord means. So he's the one that controls your life. In other words, he's the one that directs your step. He's the one that tells you what you ought to do. Is he really your Lord? Oh, I didn't know there was that. Being a Christian involved all that. This is a beautiful passage of Scripture. The Apostle Peter, and we read it when he was talking about the Lord, he said, For as much then as Christ suffered for us in the flesh, he suffered for you and I. You know what? He didn't suffer for himself. He suffered for you and I. It it was our sins that he suffered for. Because he was sinless. He did not have the wrath of God upon him. We had the wrath of God upon him. And so he stood in the gap for us. So he suffered for you and I. All our sins... And the combination of all the sins of the world together. 
He suffered for us. You know what you go through sometimes when you're by yourself and you're, you're having, you're feeling a little depressed and you're feeling a little oppression and you get all these negative thoughts and you feel this burden upon you, you feel this weight and you feel troubled and you just don't know what to do. It, that's what you call uh, suffering. You're suffering because of sin. Guess what? Now, now listen to me. Listen to me very closely. If you weren't in sin, you wouldn't suffer like that. It wouldn't come back to you like that. You wouldn't be tormented in your mind like that. But because sin is there, sin does that to you. So that's what you, that's the effects of sin. So we get under that burden every now and then and we feel it. And we go, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel so, amen, uh, uh, alone? And why do I feel so lonely? Why do I still feel so depressed? Why do I feel like nobody cares? You know what? Sin is doing that to you. So what's the answer? Get rid of sin. Turn your life around and let God take control yeah. of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So he says, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind, for he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Mm -hmm. Sometimes our flesh likes to act up, doesn't it? Sometimes it likes to throw tantrums. You know why? You can't go do those things you used to do to gratify your flesh, the lust of the flesh. You can't go out there. And you think you have to... Uh, just like this weekend. Oh, don't get me started. Amen. Why does everybody get so excited about going somewhere and doing something out yeah. there in the world? I just don't understand that. Amen. Of course, I'm older, I guess. I'm an old man. I'll be honest with you. I'm old. When I was a man, I put away childish things. Amen. When I became a man, I put away child. Yeah. There's some things I don't do anymore because I'm older now. I guess I could use that for, that could be one uh, justification of why I don't get excited about running to the carnival. Yeah. Go running to go jet ski. I, I'm not against recreation. That's not, nothing. But guess what? It seems like when, when people uh, comes to the weekend, boom, yeah. little R and R, yeah. so called. If it was really R and R, why are you going out and exerting yourself? You just want to get away, and you just want to indulge mm -hmm. in your flesh. If you really want a true R&R, guess what you would do? You would rest in the Holy Ghost. Amen. We were trying to make up our minds whether to go over there and Wagner or not. I said, I said I'm not excited about it. <laughs> Why do big people make a big hoopla? Yeah. Labor Day! Day. Boom. Look at the house of God. Yep. Amen. Amen. The people say, I love the Lord. Yep. Wow. Yeah. There goes that preacher again. Mm -hmm. right. Preach it. Amen. Amen. I love the Lord. Make up all kinds of excuses why you can't come to the house of God. But man, you never make up excuses why, amen, you can't go to the carnival or can't go swimming, can't go fishing, can't do all that stuff. Where's all the excuses there? 
Well, too early for me. Oh. Early is 5 30. But he said, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind, for he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. You know why I make a big deal out of church? I'm sorry I'm, I'm that way. I make a big deal out of church. I'm a pastor. I guess somebody says, well, you're a pastor. That's why. No, no, no. Even if I was a saint, which I am, but even if I was part of the laity, I would still make a big deal about church. I would still get excited about church. I would be there when the day, when the doors are open, regardless of how I'm feeling. Nobody would stop me. My wife can't stop me from coming to church. That's just the way it should be. I mean, I have the Holy Ghost. Right. Amen. Amen. So does that mean you and I have a different Holy Ghost? No. I mean, I make a beeline. I get excited. Wake up. I'm ready. Woo! Put some of this old man, put some of you young people to shame. Yeah. Wake up, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to go to church. I'm ready to worship God. I'm ready to get it on in the house of God. What about you? Amen. I'm happy. You know why? Because I know my Lord Jesus is my Savior. I know He's my deliverer. I know He's my healer. So that's why I make a big deal about it because it is a big deal. Yes. Amen. It's bigger than the Labor Day events. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. It's bigger than any event. Yes. Hallelujah. It's bigger than even the inauguration of the President of the United States. Yes. Amen. That's pretty big. Yep. I get that excited. I get that excited. Praise God. Arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. Jesus had a purpose. Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. Jesus had a purpose. He came to this earth. He came to this world with a purpose. Amen. You know what his purpose was? Listen to this. You may not have known this, but his purpose was you. And his purpose was me. Amen. His purpose was our salvation. Amen. He wasn't Amen. thinking about himself. He wasn't Amen. thinking about his will. Amen. That's right. Amen. You go to Isaiah 53, 11. You'll see this, what it says about him in this particular passage of Scripture. It says, He shall see of the travail of his 
soul. He, that's Isaiah prophesying about Jesus. The suffering servant. He shall see of the travail of his soul. And shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities. Are you paying attention? He shall see the travail of his soul. Travail means this in the Hebrew. Distressed. He shall see the distress of his soul. He came here with one mission. That mission was you and I. That mission was the sins of the whole world. Why? Because he knew that man needed a savior. He knew that he had to stand in the gap. Because you and I can't handle life on our own. Are you listening to me? When you ever going to realize you can't take the things in your life on on your own. You need a Savior. That's why Jesus came to fill that gap. To help you to be able to overcome all the troubles. He shall see the distress. Of his soul and shall be satisfied. Let me tell you something. It's worth it. When your flesh suffers, it's worth it. Every moment. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. You know, we're older now. Talking about my wife and I, some of you older in here, we're older. Not as young as we used to be. But this part of life, when you get to this side of life, there's a, you're, all everybody here is going to find out. You're going you're gonna to find out on your own. Right. You might say, oh, I'll never. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it might even happen to you sooner. Yeah. Hopefully. When you, when you experience physical. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of physical afflictions going on yeah. with a lot of people in this church. Yeah. A lot of physical afflictions. You know that. Praise God. Your body's Amen. We'll not live forever. Amen. We're decaying. Right. We're decaying. Our bodies are slowing down. So, and, and when sickness comes along, it, what it does, it just kind of seems to, amen, make it move faster. Mm-hmm. Things happen faster when sickness comes. But did you realize this? Jesus came even to save us from our sicknesses, yeah. from our infirmities, yeah. from diseases. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Not just in our body, but in our mind and in our spirit, in our emotions. He came to save us from all of that. So if you're in need of a physician, I know one. Mm-hmm. Amen. His name is Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And he's our healer. Yes. Amen. But when he said, he shall see of the travail of his soul. Think about that. And shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. By his knowledge he shall, shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. You know what that means? By his knowledge. Knowledge means this in this sense, in that scripture verse. 
by the instruction he received. By the instruction he received, he was appointed a designation. In other words, he had a he had a purpose. His purpose in life was guess what? To die. For you and I. Because nobody else would dare die for us. Yeah. Right. Amen. You're right. Amen. I don't know what the youngest person in here, their age. Uh, we have uh, Levi. There. How old is Levi? Huh? Four years old. Who's the young? Who's the youngest? Legacy. Legacy. Oh yeah, legacy. There he is. He's uh, what? Four? Three months? Almost three months. Almost three months. So there's three months. Wow. Just beginning. Yep. Just beginning. Then we have uh, Kamaya. How old is Kamaya? Three. Three. <laughs> I told her this morning, I said, man, you look so pretty. All ready for church, all ready to worship God. She smiled at me. But guess what? From three months to three years to whatever the eldest is in here, 82, guess what? We're all facing death. Amen. That is a fact. How do I know? Because every year we get older. That's right. Slow death. That's right. Slow death. Amen. But Jesus came so we would not be afraid of death. Right. He came so that, praise God, he could take the sting yes. out of death for us. Yes. That's what he came for. Amen. amen. So our experience with death wouldn't be so, amen. How would I say? Severe. Mm-hmm. Right. Huh? Right. He took the sting out of death. We're going to die, but let me tell you something. I'm glad we're in the Lord. Amen. He's seen the travail. Yeah. Of his soul, he realized what he was going to do. He realized what his purpose in life was. He came down to earth to die for every man. Came to die for our sin, not his sins. He was sinless. He came to die for us. Praise God. He gave his life for us. He paid the price for us. He paid the ransom. What was the ransom? Death. So he paid the wages of death, the wages of sin. And he offered himself. And the Bible says when he seen that, when he seen the travail of his soul, he looked ahead of time. He seen each and every one of us. And you know what the Bible says? He was satisfied. Because he was instructed, he had a designation. That's what he—that's what he came for. You think about this. You know, you know the Bible says that like he was uh, tempted in all points, like as we are. Yet he was out without sin. Everybody in here knows what, how it feels to go through temptation. Be honest with yourself. You face a battle. If you're really carnally minded, guess what? It's even more of a battlefield. But if you're full of the Holy Ghost, it's going to be like. 
Dismiss it like a piece of lint. Yes. Amen. Keep yourself undefiled. But we all know what temptation's like. And he went through it. He went down to the very depths of all the pain, all the suffering, all the torment. The emotions, everything that you and I experience when we're down in that place, when we're in the valley, everything that you and I go through, frustration, fear, depression, oppression, even thoughts of suicide. Yes. Because that's what the devil wants to you to do. So that tells me he doesn't care about your life. And so we all experience that. We know what that's like. We've been there before. We have felt the burden of it. We have felt the weight of it. We know it's real. And Jesus experienced the same thing. The Bible says in Matthew 26, 39 and 42, when he was in the garden of Gethsemane with his disciples, and he began to feel that burden. And he went out to pray. In verse number 20, 39, it says this, when he spoke to the Lord, when he spoke to, amen, God, he said this, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. In other words, he was right at that place where he began to feel the weight of it, being a human being. Man, I can't still stand this. I know what I have to go to. I'm right to that place. Amen. But Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Don't let me go through this, Lord. Sometimes you and I are put in a position where it's hard for us to really be able to, you know, say, humble yourself and say, God, I want to put myself in your hands. I want to submit myself to your will. Please take this away from me. He said, nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. In other words, he came to that point where he came to his right mind and said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I now I remember why I'm here. There's a lot of souls that are depending on me right now. A lot of souls that need deliverance from death and from sin and from Satan. Amen. They're depending on me. So, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Then in verse number 42, he's feeling the anguish. He's feeling the pressure. Again, his humanity is starting to weigh upon him. So he says again this time, he said, Oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, if I have to go through this for every human being on this planet, if this cup will not pass away from me, except I drink it, 
Thy will be done. My mind. Scripture says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, verses 7 and 8, says, Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death. You know what? God could have saved him from that death. And was heard in that he feared. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. There are some things that you and I, obviously, we go through and we suffer. But because of what we are going through and because of what we are suffering, guess what? We eventually are going to come to the place of learning obedience to God's will. So you think about that. You think about that. The will of God. The will of God. Jesus said this. Or the writer in Hebrews said this in Hebrews 10.9. He said, Then said he, speaking about Jesus, a prophetical utterance about Jesus, then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. I come to do thy will. How many of you have come to do God's will? Not your will. Not the will of somebody else. God's will. He said, I come to do thy will, O God. And so he came to fulfill the will of God. That's what his, his desire was. And he did for you and I. He seen the travail of his soul and he was satisfied. And so this is what Jesus said. You know what? Uh, in the scripture, go with me to Romans real quickly. Let me, let me insert this into Romans chapter 14. Look what it says. Look what it says. Verse number 7. For none of us liveth to himself and no man dieth to himself guess what you don't live to yourself and you don't even die to you you can't tell you can't dictate the day of your death right that's right you don't even live to yourself that's right we think we live to ourselves we don't for none of us liveth to himself and, and no man dieth to himself for whether we live we live unto the lord and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ both died and rose and revived that he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. In other words, guess what? My life, because he came and he died for me, because I was dead in sin, we were dead in sin. And some of you are still dead in your sins. But he came and died for you so that you can live. 
And if you acknowledge what he has done, whether you live or die, guess what? We belong to him. So because we belong to him, praise God, the, night, the life that we now live. That's why I said, I come to church, this is my life. Uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of things I love to do in my younger days. I don't do them no more. I love to play sports. I played basketball. I played softball. I played uh, hardball, baseball. I rodeoed. I did a lot of crazy stuff. I love to do those things. I was a young man. I was just like, I was out on my own. So I did those things. I don't do them no more. My, my life has changed drastically. I don't go running around. I don't go carousing. I don't go drinking. I don't go fighting. I don't cuss. I don't smoke. I, I, when, I, when I ended up in the hospital, of course, when they asked me, uh, Mr. Marshall, do you take any kind of drugs? Or do you use alcohol? Do you smoke? I said, nope. What? Nope. I said, not since 1982. Really? Yep. Well, that's good. It's good. I said, yep. I don't do any of that stuff. I quit living that way. I don't do that. But the life I now live, Amen. I live for the Lord. Yeah. Everything about my life projects the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm not here because somebody twisted my arm and told me to come here. Right. I'm here because God said, go east. So I said, okay, Lord. I came east. I obeyed yeah. to do his will, not my will. If I did my will, I would still be back there in Millette County. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Doing what I want to do. But God said, go. Guess what? I said, okay, Lord. Yes, there was a struggle there. But amen. I said, okay, Lord, thy will be done. Mm -hmm. So here I am. Everything I do in my life is centered around God. Yeah. You notice that? If you really want to know how... Uh, fanatic Jews are, look at the way they live. Everything yes. that they do centers around their attendance to the, yeah. the synagogue and the Torah. Yes. Yes. They don't let anything interfere with their life. I mean, that's all there. We ought to learn a lesson from the Jews. Right. Yeah. But guess what? We're the kind of people where we're like the weekend warrior. Yeah. Yeah. The only time we think about God is on weekends. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the week, guess what? You're on your own. Living the way you want to live. A life without God. Woo. Doing your own will. Walking your own way. Yeah, and if, if everybody really got a hold of this, it would sure be different. Wouldn't be able to wouldn't be able to keep you to hold you back. If you had that kind of zeal, man, you would be tearing this place up. 
There would be people coming in here getting baptized probably every week. Full of the Holy Ghost. Huh? There'd be a move of God. But we're just weekend warriors. We just come out on the weekend. Just live for God on Sunday. Huh? I'm just being frank, open, truthful. But that's everybody's mentality. That's the way they live. That's their conviction. I come when I feel like I want to come. Thereby, that's why some people are not blessed. Jesus said this, Matthew twelve fifty. For whosoever shall do the will of my Father, which is in heaven, if you do the will of His Father, which is in heaven, our heavenly Father, if we do His will, look what He said: the same is my brother and sister and mother. You're in the family of God if you do God's will. Hey, if God is your God, guess what? You will be doing His will. Right. I like what Paul said. I'm almost done here. Ephesians 6, and verses 6 and 7. He's talking about the servants of Christ. He said, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. The latter part of that verse there in, chapter, in verse number 6. But as servants of God... Doing the will of God from the heart. How many of you do the will of God from the heart? I want to go to church because I want to go to church. Amen. Amen. Think about that. So he says, the same, uh, uh, <clears throat> with good will, verse number seven, doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Ephesians 6, 7. With good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men. This, this is the reason why I'm here all the time. I'm excited to be here. I don't know about you. I'm happy. Amen. I'm elated to be yes. here. It's just like, can't, can't, you, you can't hold me back and start getting ready. I get up early. I get ready. I start praying days before I come to preach. I, I start praying, getting my mind on God, thinking about what he wants to say. And I, you know, I get myself ready. I'm, I'm excited about it. I get excited about the word. Yes. Yes. Amen. I just, it's just, it's just my disposition. I just always have my nose in the book. Because I love him. I love his word. And I do it because I do it for him. As to the Lord, I do it for him. Because I know if I'm doing it for him, I'm doing it for myself too. I do it wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Not half-hearted. Wholehearted. That's why I'm a fanatic. Amen. That's why I'm sold out. That's why I'm persuaded. 
So think about that. Psalms 143.10 says this. Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. The life that we live. What is the life that you live? Who do you live for? What do you live for? What is the purpose of your life? Think about that, saints. Think about that. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. You know how you can handle all the sin that tries to come against you? Crucify it. Crucify your flesh. All those carnal desires and carnal whims and lust and appetites, just crucify them. Stop yourself. Stop, stop, stop. Don't do it. Ten years ago, when we got here, October 2013, it'd be ten years this October. My wife and I, of course, she injured herself before I did. Or she broke her leg. She didn't injure herself. She broke her leg. Ended up in the hospital for a while. Doing therapy. And then it was like a few weeks after that. That's when I blew my knee. And it's like, boom. Here I was. I was laid up for a few days. I was, we were thinking about that. And God started dealing with this about doing his will. So we humbled ourselves. We surrendered to do the will of God. We came this way. We moved this way. When a couple years earlier, we moved back down that way. We thought we were going to retire. We had it all planned out. I was going to build a log house, and we were going to retire. Man, we were just going to ease on into our twilight years. Just, But God said, no, I'm not finished with you yet. Came this way. I remember talking to the doctor, and, and you know, they... They did a physical on me, and he asked me. He said, "Mr. Marshall," and of course, you know, they when they when they basically give you a complete physical, and they they asked me. They said, uh, "Do you have any in your in your family that has any of these?" And they went down on the list, and I said, "Yeah, my dad had that." And then they said, "Yeah, my mom had that." Okay, well, well you're gonna probably end up, you know, the same thing happened to you. And I said, in my mind, I said, "No, I'm not." <laughs> but he said and they did they, they took a uh, blood sugar test and he said huh he said do you drink pop I said yeah I drink pop I don't really drink a lot of pop but I drink pop I use sugar in my coffee that's about it okay well your blood sugar levels are good so that's good considering your mom was a diabetic. I said, yeah. I said, I try to take care of myself. I was thinking about that. Boy, he threw some conviction on me. So we got over here and I said, do you know what I'm going to do? Because I love to drink pop. I didn't drink it all the time. I drink it whenever I felt like drinking it. So I came over here. I said, I'm going to give up drinking pop. 
So I quit that, I think it was October, November, I quit. <laughs> Been that many years. How many of you can do that? Huh? I made up my mind, hey, I don't need it. Huh? I have some sweet tea. I put a, a few small you know, portions of a teaspoon of sugar in my coffee, that's it. No soda. You know why? I want to honor the life that God has called me to live. I want to honor the life he's given me. I want to take care of myself. What about you? If you really value your life, and if you really value your own person, take care of yourself. Have more respect for your body, for your spirit, for your mind. And take care of yourself. Quit indulging in a lot of these vices and sins that you do not need to indulge in. The life that you live. Praise God. You're going to find out, man, it's going to make a big difference in your life. You're actually going to be happy. Yep. You're actually going to be excited. You're actually going to feel love. Yeah. You're, you're going to experience joy yeah. and peace. And this is such a beautiful life. Praise God. Amen. The life that I live. Let's all stand. Thank you for your patience and thank you for your attention thank you for joining us this morning praise God amen I thank the Lord for his word obviously God knows God knows God knows every individual in this sanctuary right now. He knows you. He knows what you're experiencing in life right now. He knows what you're going through. Whether it be good or whether it be bad. God knows. And I know he's reaching out to all of us in this place. Because we all need Jesus. We can't do anything without him. Can't live without him. Praise God. You definitely can't live your life without God. You need the Lord in your life. So I pray that God would minister. Obviously, He has spoken to you. He's spoken to myself. He knows what you need. He knows the answer to your questions. He knows how to resolve whatever it is that you're going through right now. To fix your problems, to undo all the burdens, to make them lighter, even to take them away. God knows how to do that. God knows you. He knows how to speak to you. And he definitely knows how to touch you. And he wants to minister to you. He wants you to, amen, be mindful of what you have heard today in this service. He wants you to apply it to your life. He wants there to be a change. 
He wants you to take that step of yes. obedience and faith toward Him. That you would humble yourself to do His will yes. and not yours. Not anybody else's. But His will. And you will see His blessing come upon you. You would see new life begin to emanate from you. You would see the change. You would be content. You would be satisfied. Your amen. Your deepest desire will be mental. And God will fill you. That you will be content with Him. Amen. Only if you humble yourself to Him. So I pray, Lord, that your word would have liberty and free course in every heart in this place God that we would accomplish what you send it for to do let it not come back void oh God minister Lord to each and every one of us God all what we are facing right now you know Lord all our troubles all our trials all the tribulation even persecution God you know even affliction in our bodies amen sickness and infirmities father you know very well so i pray for your people god i pray that you would minister i pray that you would lift up i pray that you would deliver that you would save that you would heal god that you would bring complete salvation to each and every reach out to our families reach out to our homes do a work oh lord and god we invoke your name we invoke the name of jesus christ as you said that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved so I pray God that your salvation will be manifest God in us Lord amen go before us Lord and bless us this day we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth let it be done and let everybody say amen you all dismiss greet one another in Jesus name thank you for coming